0: Today, we're going to be looking at John chapter 4. And typically, I wouldn't think of John chapter 4 as a Pentecost text. In fact, probably most of the times you've heard this preach, you haven't heard it preached in, in the context of worship. But you're going to see here in a second that the, the reason I love this, the reason we're talking about this today, is because in this, I believe that we see what God wants for us today. In fact, it says toward the end of it, it tells us what kind of worship. God is looking for. So, so let's look together, John chapter 4, starting in verse 1. And, and this is long, but this is an incredible encounter that Jesus has with a woman at the well in John chapter 4. So let's read it together, or I'll read it, you follow along, and, and, and let's just, just dive into this. Don't tune out, dive in. John chapter 4, verse 1. Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Although, in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria, so he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near a plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water, the well water, will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. And this is where it gets kind of interesting. He told her, go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. And Jesus said to her, you're right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah, called Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. This is an awesome text. I, I hope you you were with me there. This is an incredible encounter. This woman who, who had no plan, who had had no intention of running into Jesus. Listen, we talked earlier. I don't know what your expectations are today, but I would just guess that a lot of you came to service today with not a whole lot of intentions. You didn't come thinking, I'm going to meet with Jesus today. Maybe you came and you thought I'm... Maybe we'll have a good worship service, maybe the music will be good, maybe he won't preach too long, maybe I'll get to see my friends. I I don't know what your expectations are, but this woman had no expectation, and all of a sudden we see an encounter with Jesus, and I think this encounter teaches us what we need to know of what God is looking for from us. Not what we want in worship today, but what God wants. I think we see it right here. There's five things, we're gonna work through them. The first thing is this, what does God want today in our worship? God wants you. Not the person next to you, them too. Not somebody on the other side of town, God wants you today. God wants your heart and worship today is not just about a good service. Worship today, true worship today, is about God getting a hold of you. We see this woman at the well. A few things that we need to see about this woman, and maybe this will make some of you feel a little bit more comfortable about the fact that God wants you. There's a few things we see. She's a Samaritan. The Jews and the Samaritans were not friends In fact, the Jews typically prayed against the Samaritans that they wouldn't receive resurrection. They were enemies. So this woman is a Samaritan woman. Now, now first off, for a Jewish man to speak to a Samaritan woman, especially in public, was unheard of. Most Jewish men wouldn't even speak to their own wife or daughter in public. And here we've got this Jewish rabbi, Jesus, who comes to a Samaritan woman and speaks to her. The second thing we see is that it was in the text, and maybe we just passed over it, but it said it was about noon. I don't know about you guys, but um, I know some of you like to be snowbirds. You, you like to go down south when it gets cold up here, right? Yesterday, I was sitting at Charlie's baseball game. It was like 84 degrees. The sun was out, and I gotta tell you, I'm gonna be the opposite of a snowbird, I'm not moving south in the winter. I'm moving north in the summer. I hate the heat, and typically in this day, people didn't go to the well at noon. They didn't go in the middle of the day because it was hot. Most people would go to the well, especially women, would go to the well first thing in the morning and get their water, and they would go in a group. Because they wanted to avoid the heat. So the fact that A, this is a Samaritan woman, B, this woman is at the well by herself in the middle of the day clues us in to the fact that there is something wrong. There's something going on. The third thing, and we said this already, is that she was not looking for Jesus. She did not expect to run into Jesus. She wasn't there to meet Jesus. We don't know exactly why she was there. But she ran into Jesus and he speaks to her and he seeks her. So so here's the deal, she was the enemy. She was alone, she was at the well at the wrong time. There was probably something big going on, we're gonna see later, there is something big going on. And she didn't have any expectation. But Jesus went to her. It says at the beginning of the text that he had to go through Samaria. He didn't have to go through Samaria for travel. There wasn't an appointment there in Samaria. He didn't have a meeting he had to get to. Samaria was a place that, that Jewish people typically avoided. They would go around it. But it says there that he had to go to Samaria. Let me ask you a question. Why do you think he had to go to Samaria? It's because there were people there. There was a woman there that needed living water. That's why he went there. And he goes to this well and she shows up and... And he reaches out and he does something unheard of and he speaks to her. Listen, today I don't know what your intentions are coming in. I don't know where you're living. Maybe you would say, I'm a part of the enemy. Maybe you would say, I've got some stuff in my life that's messed up. Maybe you would say, I'm by myself, I'm out of place, I'm stuck here, I don't know, I don't belong. God wants you. Jesus wants you today. The good news is Jesus seeks us before we ever deserve to be sought. We could never deserve it, but Jesus comes after us and I don't care if you think you deserve it. I don't care where you've been. Jesus today wants you. The Samaritan woman said to him, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? And then Jesus gets to the point. So number one, Jesus wants us, wants you. Number two, Jesus today wants to give you living water. Verse 10, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living, living water. Sir, the woman says, You have nothing to draw with and the well is too deep. Where can we get this living water? Jumping down to 13, Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks from this well, he's saying, You don't want this water. See, you drink this water every day, and what happens? You have to come back the next day, and you have to come back the next day, and you have to come back the next day, because it's never going to be enough. Anyone who drinks from this well will be thirsty. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. Jesus... Reaches out to her. He wants her. He wants you. He seeks us before we deserve to be found. When we never will deserve to be found, He seeks us. But number two, He wants to offer us something today that's better than anything else you've ever experienced. It's better than success. It's better than money. It's better than feelings. Jesus wants to give you living water. This is what we call an offer you can't refuse. It's too good. Who would pass this up? This woman is by herself at the well in the middle of the hot day, and she's coming here to get water by herself, probably an outcast, probably feeling lonely, and Jesus says, guess what? I want to give you water that will satisfy you forever that will well up to eternal life. That's what I'm here for. And it's an offer she can't refuse, and so what does she do? She says, yeah, I'll take some of that water. It'd be pretty nice to not have to come back to the well, I don't even, she didn't even get it. She says, yeah, sure, it would be great to just not have to come back here. I would love to have some water that satisfied my thirst forever. Yes. Listen, today, God wants you Today, God wants to give you living water, living water that will satisfy you forever, that you will never thirst again, that you will become a spring, that it will well up within you and pour out. God wants to give you something that's so great that it'll continue to come out for eternity. Number three, and this is where it turns, and this is where we're going to get a little uncomfortable today. Let's get uncomfortable. You ready? No? We don't like uncomfortable, do we? God wants you. God wants your heart. God wants to give you living water. That's the good news. And the third thing, Jesus wants to get real today. He wants to get real with your heart. This isn't just about happy feelings. This isn't just about good. Jesus wants to give you living water today, something that's better than anything else in the world. But what we see in this is that in order for that to happen, Jesus has to get real with the woman. It's a terrible evangelistic strategy. I mean, seriously, the woman's already said yes. Boom, we got her. Let's go. We got another convert. Let's go. No, Jesus says, hey, go call your husband and come back. And she says, she must have been shocked. She says, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, you're right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, You've had five husbands, and the man that you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true, and so Jesus wants you, Jesus wants your heart, Jesus wants to give you living water, but what we see is in order for that to happen, we've gotta get real. Jesus doesn't stop with the, yeah, I'll take some of that water. Jesus says, okay, if you want the living water, let's talk about you. Let's talk about your sin. Let's talk about your heart. I'm just going to guess that every single one of us that came in here today, regardless of what we were anticipating, regardless of what, what we expected, we've got some stuff in our lives. Maybe it's anger. Maybe something happened to you a long time ago. Maybe something happened to you last week, and you are angry Maybe it's fear. Maybe, maybe you've come to a place where you're living in fear. What's going to happen in our country? What's going to happen with this pandemic? What's going to happen with my job tomorrow? How am I going to make it tomorrow? And we live in fear. There's probably some of us in here that are just straight up living in sin. There's something in our life that is completely wrong, and we know it, and God knows it. But we come into church all the time, every week, and we're really good at pretending that everything's good. Every single one of us comes in here this morning with baggage, with stuff in our life. And Jesus says, I want you today. I want to give you living water. But let's get real. What is it for you? The thing that I think is crazy is we, we come into worship. I'm going to use this analogy for the rest of service. It's like we, we have our cup, and we come into worship, and we say, we want our cup to be filled. We want the Holy Spirit to show up. We want living water. Pour it into our cup. But oftentimes, we come into worship with our hand over our cup like this. Maybe there's 5% open. Maybe there's 20% open, but we're covering the cup, and we say, come on, God, pour it out. And Jesus says, No, if you want the living water, take your hand off the cup. You can't get it if you're hiding. You can't get it if you're not real. Let's talk about you. I don't know about you, but it's it's kind of (laughs) uncomfortable. We were talking to Sean and Lori last night. I'm sorry, I gotta talk about you guys. We're talking to Sean and Lori in the parking lot. And, and, and Lori says, man, I've been praying and I've just sensed that I need to pray for you. And all of a sudden, stuff got real. And I'm like, oh, what have, what have you heard? <laughs> what, what do I need to know about? And Megan and I even said it on the way. I'm like, what? oh, what's going on? And really quickly, I came to the place that I realized that if I want the Spirit to move, if I want all of Jesus, if I want living water... I've got to be open. I've got to take the lid off my cup. I've got to be real. And so Jesus gets real, and what happens when Jesus gets real with you? What happens when someone calls you out? We deflect. We change the subject. Last night we are at dinner. Someone asked Sean a question that was kind of a tough question about something that happened in life, and Sean said, oh, look, there's a basketball game on. <laughs> Check that out. That's what this woman does. Jesus says, hey, go get your husband. And she says, well, I don't have a husband. And he says, I know. I know everything about you. Let me tell you about your sin. And the woman says, hey, let's talk about, let's talk about worship for a minute. <laughs> You're a prophet. That's scary. <laughs> and she says, uh, our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. See, you Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Jesus says, you can deflect away. He wants you. He wants your heart. He wants to give you living water. In order for that to happen, we've got to get real. And when we come in and we deflect, Jesus says, no, you don't understand We're not talking about basketball. We're not talking about where we worship. We're talking about you and your heart. Way too often we think that we're coming to worship because we're coming to a sanctuary. Hey, I'm gonna go worship today because it's Sunday morning at 10.30 and I'm coming to Westchester, Nazarene where we worship. And off, that's what the woman said. She said, we worship here, you worship there. Tell me what you think. She's deflecting, but Jesus says, all right, you wanna talk about worship? Let's talk about worship. <laughs> and he brings her right back to what worship is. He says, we're not moving past the uncomfortable we're not moving past the stuff the baggage in order to have living water we got to deal with that in order to truly accept the invitation to Christ in worship in order for us to really worship today we have to be fully open and fully surrendered and fully available we've got to take our hand off the cup, and say, God, it's all yours. How often do we come into church and we got a million things on our mind? How's the music today? What did that person look at me that way for? What's that? Why did they say that? What's going on? This is about our hearts. Jesus wants you. Jesus wants your heart. Jesus wants to give you living water, and Jesus wants to get real The fourth thing is Jesus wants true worship today, not halfway worship, not this worship, not good singing, not well-arranged service, not any, Jesus wants you, your heart, your surrender, your heart, he wants to give you living water. Verse 23, yet a time is coming and has now come when true worshipers, Will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. That's who God's looking for today. People that will worship in spirit and in truth. God is spirit, and His worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. Listen, worship isn't what happens when we come together in a certain place at a certain time, worship happens when we open our hearts surrender get real with god and he gives us living water it's so good that's what he wants today he wants to give us living water true worship is when we we come broken when we come fully surrendered when we come vulnerable before god it can happen anywhere it's a heart thing it says worship in spirit not just a body thing it's not just hey i worship today because i raised my hand hey i worship because i ran around and i hollered and i sang loud that's not what he's looking for that's good stuff but that is coming out of true worship in the heart you can raise your hands and sing as loud as you want if your heart isn't open to god you're not worshiping he wants true worship in spirit and in truth today. So there's spirit. It's an internal, it's a heart thing And number two, in truth. He says, okay, let's talk about you. Bring your husband. And it gets uncomfortable. And she tries to deflect. And he says, no, if you want to worship, if you want living water, you got to worship in spirit, your heart, and in truth. Part of coming open, part of surrender is this word repentance, that we understand that we are unworthy. Jesus seeks us even before we deserve it. We will never deserve it. Jesus seeks us. Jesus wants to give us living water. Jesus wants to get real. Jesus wants us to truly worship by knowing his truth. So that fear, that anger, that hate, that frustration, that doubt, that sin in your life, it's not just, hey, here I am, it's, hey, here I am. Do what you want, Lord. I offer it to you, I repent, I know I'm wrong. Spirit and truth, and the last thing we see is that Jesus wants to transform us. This is probably my favorite part of the story. The woman in verse 25 said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming and when he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. The Messiah, stop for a minute and think about the fact that the Holy Spirit that's with us here today is God. God. The God that's calling us into worship is the almighty God, the creator of everything. He's here, and he's inviting us to worship in spirit and truth. He wants to pour living water. And when we come open and real, he transforms us. He tells the woman that he is the Messiah. Verse 28, I'm jumping down a little bit, says... Then, leaving her water jar, the woman went back to town and said to the people, you got to come see this man. He told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? And they came out of the town and they made their way toward him. And then verse 39 says, many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. So, a woman, uh, oops, sorry, sorry, stand. a woman caught up in sin, a woman, an outcast, going by herself to a well in the middle of the day, no one else is there, no expectations, not looking for Jesus. Jesus encounters her and says, I've got something for you. Let's get real. Worship in spirit and truth. And this woman who's had five husbands and is living with a man that's not her husband, this woman who is the enemy, this woman who's completely unworthy as most, as all of us are today, opens her heart, experiences living water, and she's changed. She leaves it, do you see she leaves her jar? The whole point of going to the well is to get water in your jar. She leaves it, the jar doesn't matter anymore. She's got something better. She's got living water. So she goes and she tells everyone, living water in in this day, it's not just water that you can drink from all the time. It's water that springs up. It's a spring that comes out of the ground. So when Jesus says, I want to give you living water, it's not just, I'm going to give you enough water to satisfy you. It's, I'm going to fill you with my spirit. I'm going to fill you with living water. And it's going to pour out of you. It's going to pour out into the people around you. And you're not going to be the same. And you're going to be the vessel. You're going to be the jar that's overflowing. Oh. I don't know what you came here for today. But Jesus offers you living water. The only way to get that is to fully get real. To fully surrender. So, the worship team's going to come up, and we're going to do another thing that might be uncomfortable. I told you this, we're going to get uncomfortable. I want everyone to stand up. Today, Jesus wants you, your heart. Today, Jesus wants to give you living water. In order for that to happen, we've got to get real. We've got to take our hand off the cup. We've got to be surrendered. We've got to be open. And Jesus wants us to truly worship in spirit and in truth, not in motions, not in, not in charades. Jesus wants us to truly worship. And that happens when we're, when we're surrendered. And he wants to transform us. So I want you, if, you're, if you want living water today, I want you to put your hands out. I don't know what the baggage, the stuff is in your life. Maybe you've just grown stagnant. Maybe there's something in your heart that you just can't get past. Today, I want you to put your arms out and say, Jesus, it's all yours. You already know why hide it. Jesus, I want living water. I want to be transformed. Father, I pray that you'd be with each one here this morning, each one that's watching. I pray, Lord, that these hands lifted up, that each and every one of us would come to a place that we know you're offering us something that's better than anything else. And I pray, Lord, this morning that we would get real Not put on a face, not pretend that we're something we're not, but that we would get real, surrendered, open, vulnerable before you. And we pray the same thing we prayed at the beginning, Lord, that you would have your way. Lord, I don't know what chains you want to break today. I know there are chains, I know there's people here. I know there's people watching that are hurting. I know there's people watching that feel like they're tied up and they keep having to go to the well over and over because it's not enough. But Lord, you today want to pour living water out. We come to you open. We come to you surrendered. And we pray, Lord, that you would do whatever you want to do. As we sing these songs, we're going to worship for a while in spirit and in truth. And I just want you to know that you are free to do whatever it is God speaks to you. If you want to come to an altar, the altars are here. If God wants to break some chains, let Him break the chains. If God wants you to go forgive, someone go forgive them. If God wants you to stand and put your hands up, put your hands up. If God wants you to sit or kneel, be open and vulnerable. This is what we came here for. Let's worship. Let's surrender.